Welcome online. If you just jumped on, it's so great to have you with us. Man, we think you're amazing. In fact, I was driving here this morning and I thought, you know, God's going to speak to you today. I think there's someone new online today. You've never been online. I don't even know if you've ever been in a church. But God, I felt like God was going to speak to you in such a way that it was going to change your life. And I encourage you today that if that's you, have faith. Believe that God could do something amazing because we do. And we've been praying for you. I've been praying for you this morning. My name's Steve. Um, I'm part of the team here. And it's my privilege to jump in and start off this new uh, series that we're starting today, our Wisdom Series. And um, you know what? All I know, uh, my son came in yesterday and he goes, Dad, are you still working on this message? And I was like, you will never finish a Wisdom message ever. You know, like, it's just like the further that you dig, the, the more there is to dig. And, uh, and so, but I'm excited about that. I want to encourage you, can you be praying for Pastor Michael? He was meant to be preaching today, but he's got COVID and we want to pray for him. It was also his birthday, so he likes treats. Don't let Gillian know, um, but you can send him a whole lot of treats. But hi to you guys online as well. Uh, we think you guys are amazing as well. Yeah, we do, right? Yeah, fantastic. There's only about 20, Michael. I think we could do better than that. We think Michael's a fantastic, right? Amazing. Even some people in Tuaco clapped then. That was great. Fantastic. Hey, well, we're going to be speaking about wisdom. And, uh, and wisdom is one of those things, as I said, that is a massive, massive thing to get your head around. In fact, uh, what we've done in our generation is make it something that's kind of like just very small. But wisdom is not that at all. It's something massive. And I was thinking about how I could paint this picture of wisdom as we start into this series. We've got a bunch of amazing preachers going to be sharing different points on this. But the best way that I could, that I could start this off was talk to you about an intermediate Steve. Was that helpful? That's me when I was at Intermediate. Uh, I lived in a place called Levin, and, uh, and it was a great town. I loved growing up there. My kids kind of think that that's the, gener- you know, it's like the retro generation that they make all of these programs off. That's Steve at Intermediate. And uh, I lived on one side of Levin, and the Intermediate was on the other side of Levin, and we used to bike. This is back before people got dropped off by their parents everywhere. Yeah. And, uh, and so we would, I would meet with my primary school mates, and we would all bike from one side of town to the other. I mean, it is Levin. It's not the mass massive town but it felt big and so we would bike from one side of town to the other side of town to go to our intermediate school. Now I think it was the second year that I was in an intermediate one day I had an appointment before school so I had to go into town which is kind of on the way and um, you've got to make a little bit of a detour and um, I went to this appointment and then I had to get to intermediate by myself right I've got my bike uh, and I I, kind of come out of the appointment and I kind of look at the time and I'm like I'm going to be late. So intermediate Steve has to make some decisions, right? He's by himself. He's been at an appointment. He's big. I've been telling mum I'm a big boy, right? I'm 12, you know, and, uh, and, and I'm going and kind to of make these decisions by myself. But I know if I go the normal way to school, I'm going to be late. And I do know that there's another way to go, but I've been told I'm not allowed to go that way. Yeah? There's a, there's a way that you can go. If I, if I went the normal way, I'd have to go right around. It would take me a lot more time. It would take me a lot more energy. It, I would be tired. I mean, when you're 12, you're so tired, you know. And so, and so I kind of like, I was kind of trying to make the decision. Should I go the way that I'm meant to go? Or should I go the shortcut way? And intermediate Steve 
in all of his wisdom, kind of like was wrestling with this, with this, with this decision to make. Shall I go be on time? Because being on time is important, right? Even if you disobey everything you've been told. It's, um, I mean, mum, once upon a time, surely dad said you should be on time. So that must override all of the other things. And so I'm going through this, this thought of whether I, should, whether I should go the right way or I should go the shortcut way so that I could be on time. To go the shortcut way, you had to go through an alleyway. The reason I had been told uh, not to go that way is because, unfortunately, in that alleyway, it's kind of like a, a weird alleyway where you'd, you, it would go along and then it would have a, it had a bend in it. So when you're at this side of the alleyway, you can't see the other side of the alleyway. It looks good on this side, but who knows what's around the corner. And I had been told that people have been beaten up in this alleyway. I had been told that uh, people have been robbed in this alleyway. I've been, I mean, I've, I've been told every story about how bad this alleyway is because you're not allowed to go through the alleyway intermediate, Steve, right? And so I'm making, trying to make this decision. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'll just check the alleyway out, right? So I go to the alleyway and it looks pretty good. Uh, obviously, you can't see the other end, but from where I'm standing, and I could be, I could be at school on time, right? That's, I don't know why that was so important to me. I thought I want to be late to school, but but here I am thinking about it, and I'm I'm making this. In my eyes, it seems like a good decision. In my viewpoint, it seems like a good decision. So I'm checking it out. I'm listening, you know, like listening. I can't hear any voices. I can't hear anything going on. It's kind of like it's kind of like. Early in the morning, surely people don't get beaten up early in the morning or robbed early in the morning, I don't know. And so I decide to make this decision to go through the alleyway. I start off through the alleyway, it starts off brilliant. I make, I'm like, I'm going to be on time. I don't know why I didn't sing that song. And, uh, and, and I'm like, I've I'm, I'm made a decision and I'm, I've made the right decision and I'm going around the alleyway right up until the point where I turned around the corner. And then my heart dropped as I saw these college kids Coming the other way. You know, there's that moment where you go, shall I turn around and just run? You know, like, shall I just do that? I decided to go with confidence, Steve. Just kind of like pretend I didn't see them and just walk straight on through. So here I am walking past and guess what happens? Someone grabs me by my bag, pulls me off my bike, throws me to the one side into the, into the um, tin wall, uh, grabs my bike, throws it down the thing, Rip my bag off me and I'm like, I'm going to die. I mean, just like one minute ago, I'd made the best choice of my life. I was going to be on time. I'd made better decisions than what I, everyone else had told me. In all of my wisdom, I'd made this great choice and within one minute, it just blew up in my face. And here I am thinking, I'm going to die. They, they start going through my lunchbox like, surely, guys. There was nothing good in there. It was like ugly sandwiches. Who cares? <laughs> it came to the point where I, I honestly thought this was it. I thought the worst thing I remember thinking was, not that I was going to get beaten up, is that mum was going to find out. <laughs> and right at that point, remember, in all of my wisdom, in all of my viewpoint, with the way that I saw things, I thought this was a great decision, even though I'd been told it wasn't a great decision. I thought this was a great decision right up until this point. I'll tell you the end of the story because it's a great ending to the story. I was just about to get punched in the face when one of the guys said, hey, 
I think that's Jafir's brother. Now, if you don't know me, my name is Steve Jafir's. It's not Steve Jeffries or Steve Jafaris or Steve Jaffers, whatever you've called me. It's not that. It's Steve Jafir's. And this guy said, hey, that's Jafir's brother. Now, I've got an older brother, and never in my life until that point was I ever proud of that. <laughs> when a school teacher at school said, are you Jafir's brother? I was like, no, nah, don't know what you're talking about. Different family. Because usually that got me into more trouble. But in this instant, I was like, absolutely. Mark is my brother. Pick me up. Hey, mate, what's your name? I said, Steve. This is Jafir's brother. This is Steve. Put my backpack back on me. Gave him my bike. I think someone even gave me some of their lunch. <laughs> and I was on my way. We're going to talk about that a little bit later in this message today because even though because of my terribly bad decisions, even though my wisdom trumped every other wisdom, my thoughts trumped all of those great thoughts that have been told me not to go this way. I was saved by a relationship. We're talking about wisdom. Wisdom builds. We're talking about wisdom. There's wisdom that God has for us. Wisdom, something that is revered, but something that can feel just out of our reach. Wisdom, it builds, it ponders, it has seven, seven pillars. Something that protects, that comes with humility, that brings healing, something that is sweet for you, and something that will be given if you ask for it. It is something that has been always a central part of our walk with God, embedded in the Torah and the wisdom books and in the fact the whole Bible. God created us, He blessed us, He declared a life of fruitfulness for us, multiplication and reigning. And then in a clear word, God speaks to His people and He gives them wisdom. We're going to pick it up in Genesis 2 and verse 15. It says, that the Lord God placed a man in the Garden of Eden and tend, uh, uh, to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, you may freely eat of any fruit, uh, the fruit of any tree in the garden except the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you eat this fruit, you, sh uh, you are sure to die. And then in Genesis 3, Genesis 3 and verse 6, not long after, this very, very clear understanding of what would be good for us and what would be bad for us. It says, the woman was convinced. She saw the tree was beautiful and the fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. I mean, we've just seen on one point where God's been very clear, I'm gonna give you this garden. You knock yourself out, just go crazy in here, except for one area. One alleyway, one part. I'm just giving you the, the, I'm giving you wisdom here. And then it says that the serpent came, the enemy came, and he goes, are you really sure about that? Are you really sure that the thinking that you were thinking is really the thinking that God was thinking that you would be thinking? And then all of a sudden it says now she's convinced. I mean, 
Intermediate Steve, when he was running late, didn't matter how many times he'd been told not to go this way, all of a sudden I took myself into it. I was convinced, and the woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful, and the fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit, some of the thing that she thought was wisdom, and she ate it. And then she gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it too. And at that moment, their eyes were open, and they suddenly felt shame in their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together and covered themselves. I kind of think, in some ways, that Intermediate Steve and Eden Eve, I just made that up. Intermediate Steve and Eden Eve kind of are similar. I know you, you probably judge, oh, I wouldn't have done that. When I get to heaven, I'm going to talk to Eve about that. And then you've done exactly the same thing. Whether you've allowed your thinking to get affected by some other thinking, and then all of a sudden you're not even thinking what you're thinking, and now you're convinced that the alleyway is the right way to go. That that tree is the wisdom that I just need for myself. It looks good in my eyes. The problem with wisdom for us is we tend to think what looks good to us. We look at the we look at Eve and we're like, man, what were you doing? What were you thinking? She saw that the tree was beautiful and the fruit looked beautiful. She saw that the opportunity that was there and she wanted it. So, and there was a shortcut to get to where she needed to go. This woman saw the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye, eye and also desirable to gain wisdom. In her eyes, the opposite of wisdom was her wisdom. In her eyes, it looked good for her. In her eyes, she took something of what she wanted. From her viewpoint, it seemed to be the way. From her viewpoint, she chose her thoughts over God's. And maybe we want to judge her. Maybe we think we could do better. But the truth is, wisdom comes from God. And wisdom comes from His ways. The problem is that Eden's Eve and intermediate Steve show up way more than we would like to admit. Here's some wisdom for us. Some wisdom to a generation that values their thoughts more than any generation ever. Think about it. Even online. We're a generation that values our thoughts doesn't matter what other people are thinking. I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking. doesn't matter what anyone else's opinion is. I've got my opinion. And we value our opinions more than any generation that has ever come before. A generation that is enamored with their opinion to the point where we, where, uh, we take pride in our own thinking. Isaiah 55 and verse 8 says this, For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither your ways, my ways, declares the Lord. I mean, how, may, how different could his ways be? Oh, he lets us know. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Another version says it like this. My intentions are not always yours. I do not go about things as you do. Okay, pause. 
That's quite sobering. Intermediate Steve thinks that his wisdom from his viewpoint makes sense. And God said, hey, Intermediate Steve, my wisdom and your wisdom, not even in the same atmosphere. Not even in, like, I mean, it's like, and it's, it's like, I'm not, I mean, God's not trying to be rude, but he's being very honest. Like where I see things from and where you see things from, not even close. And how many times does Intermediate Steve want to argue about it? Obviously not you and Tuco, you guys will never do that, you're amazing. A couple of people up in the bleachers, not sure about you guys. No, just kidding. <laughs> Here we are, and we know that our thinking is better than his all of a sudden. We've made this decision. In the words of uh, Eden Eve, she was convinced by someone else's thinking rather than the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Creator, the Author, the Maker, and the Finisher. When it comes to choosing fruit, what looks good in our eyes? When it comes to taking shortcuts through alleyways, what looks good in our, way, in our eyes? God said that there is no way that we can see what He sees. From our vantage point, he says, my ways and my thoughts, my understanding, my eyes, my vantage point, my wisdom is higher than yours. So much higher. So that an intermediate boy, with all of his wisdom, chooses their thoughts over God's. Chooses my thoughts over his thoughts. My wisdom over his wisdom. And in doing so, I choose me I choose self rather than relationship. Powerful verses, right? Would you like to know my thoughts? Online, would you like to know my thoughts? Didn't you just read the verse? You don't want to know my thoughts. (laughs) My thoughts are just like down here. The crazy thing is I don't go to intermediate anymore. And I still have intermediate thoughts. Don't judge me. Because we all do. We don't like to admit it. But the truth is, we're a lot more like Eden's Eve and intermediate Steve than we would like to know. Have our thoughts become inflated? Have our thoughts become an idol? Has your wisdom and the wisdom of the world become something that was never created to be? Has our opinion replaced God's wisdom? In Romans it says this. This is another one, man. It's like if you're taking notes here, uh, like you can just think about this stuff forever. It says this. For although, although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools. In Romans 1 and verse 23, this is from the message version that says, they traded the glory of God who holds the whole world in his hands for cheap figurines you can buy at any roadside stand. 
It rhymed. It was quite good. I'll read it again. They traded the glory of God who holds the whole world in his hands for cheap figurines that you can buy in any roadside stand. We live in a world that's traded the wisdom of God for things you can buy anywhere. Stuff that seems cool at the time and you throw away later on. I think we need a series on wisdom. I think sometimes we boil wisdom down too small. We say, I want to be wise. But realize sometimes that's all about us. And wisdom is not actually about us at all. Because even the smartest one of us only can see from here when God sees from here. We live in a world right now who values their thinking higher than any other generation. We have greater thought life problems also than any other generation. We have higher amounts of depression, anxiety, and more. And in that verse we just read, it says that their thinking became futile. The explanation of the word futile is incapable of producing any useful resource, a result pointless. When we take our eyes off God's wisdom and we start to use our wisdom, our thinking goes around and 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 we get nowhere. Okay, honest, you don't need to put your hand up here, but how many times have you woken up at three o'clock in the morning and you start thinking and it goes around and around and around and around and around and around. You're all smiling. You're all looking at the person next to you. Futile thinking. Because I've made my thinking more important than God's wisdom. We live in a world that does that again and again and again. We've got health systems out there trying to work on it and some of them doing an amazing job. We've got a whole lot of people, but we're hearing that there's more and more and more and more problems with the way that we think that is leading to a darker way of the way that we think and a, and a futile way that we think because we've taken what we thought was wise instead of what God thought was wise and we kind of find ourselves in a place where we're treating God's glory who holds the whole world in his hands for cheap figurines that can buy you can buy at a roadside stand. This series, we're going to unpack wisdom. Who needs some wisdom? Brilliant. Some of you are smart. Obviously, you didn't put your hand up. The pillars that build life, intimacy. We're going to talk about wise men and women of God. If the band could join me, that would be awesome. I've got three points real quick. If you're taking notes, uh, I'll spill them out for you even. The first word for uh, wisdom in the Hebrew is chokma. Uh, I've got it written here like this, C-H-O-K-M-A-H. If you want some homework, go and read Proverbs 8. Chokma is the word for uh, uh, the Hebrew word for wisdom, and it means to have the ability to judge correctly and follow the best course of action based on knowledge and understanding. Wisdom is the ability to see something from God's viewpoint. What? Wisdom is not me being smart. Wisdom, the true meaning of wisdom, is to see 
what you're about to do and make decisions about where you're going to step next from God's viewpoint. Brilliant, because intermediate Steve's bad at this. Eden, Eve is bad at this. So imagine if rather than going, man, that looks so good. I know that I shouldn't go this way. I know it's a shortcut. It seems too good to be true, but it might just work for me. That I go, come on, what's God's viewpoint on this? Oh, that takes way longer. I may never really know. But I've said, hey, you know what? I'm not going to get caught up in who I am and how smart I am and how wise I am. In fact, part of being wise is really realizing that you need help. <laughs> and my wisdom is going to come from God's viewpoint. Wisdom is God's character in the many practical affairs of life. Wow. Wisdom is often used to describe the ability to separate. In fact, sometimes when you read the Hebrew in, in uh, uh, word for wisdom, it's really confusing because the word that they use is the word cheese because the word is taking the milk and separating the cheese from the water. Wisdom is actually the word to separate. And we've got to be better at separating intermediate Steve's ideas and the wisdom of God. My thoughts rather than his thoughts in a greater way. Eve wanted to do it in her eyes. Intermediate Steve wanted to do it in his eyes. But God calls us to come to his, him, his wisdom, his eyes, his ways. The second word is the word shakal. That word, uh, S-H-A-C-A-L. That word there means hearing and doing. We say we want wisdom, but this word here pretty much says, just hear from God and do what He says. That's wisdom. Well, I wasn't involved at all. I've got some really good thoughts on this. Well, guess what? God doesn't see like you see. What if you saw that person at work that totally annoys you? No, I know not you guys. Probably this message should have been for North, right? No? Great. Sticking up for them there. I like that. Everyone else laughed. And uh, I know, you know, like that, that thought that, that, we, that we just, we've, we've got. Sometimes we just need to hear from God in the bay. We're trying to deal with that person. And we're trying to do it in all of our wisdom. Why don't you go to God and ask God, how shall I sort this out? And just do what He says. Guess what? It works. We try to put ourselves in this place. This wisdom here is the wisdom that comes from joining yourself with God, allowing Him to fill you with His hidden knowledge. This is the wisdom that Solomon asked for, the hidden knowledge of God. However, he asked for more than just the hidden knowledge of God. He wanted to gain knowledge through the intimacy with God as well. Sometimes wisdom is just trusting God rather than trusting you. When you say, you know, God, I'll do anything your way, but they were really mean to me and I haven't forgiven them yet. And yeah, no one? Want to have my little pity party too, right? God, I'll do whatever you say as long as you don't tell me to do that. <laughs> and then find out I should just trust in Him. That's wisdom. The third wisdom, the final one for today is the word yada, Y-A-D-A, which is to know 
knowledge by knowing someone intimately. We build on an ongoing relationship. Jesus was often away early in the morning because I reckon He had His own thoughts and He had to sort out His thoughts with God's thoughts. And I reckon early in the morning He'd be like, man, Peter's been such a pain in the butt. I don't know if Jesus said that. Man, he just, he's just, he's just, a, he's just, he's got ADHD, seriously. And I reckon we, and, and he goes to God with those thoughts and, and he's kind of like, God, you know, and then, and then God gives him his thoughts. Give him a shot. Give him an opportunity. He could be the, he could be like the, the rock. He could be the, he could be what we need to build the church going forward. No, are you sure about this guy? And he sat with him long enough until his thoughts became his thoughts. That's why it says that Jesus would say, I just do what I see God's already, already doing. What's he saying? I went to this situation and I talked about this thing and I've asked God about that and I saw the way that he would deal with it and now I'm just doing what he would do. It's called this wisdom. That's why often when you hear about uh, Jesus speaking that people said, man, he was one who spoke with authority. Because he had a wisdom that nobody else had, a wisdom that was not about their own thinking, but about this intimate relationship that he had with God. His thoughts were, uh, what's God's viewpoint on this? When we come close to someone, we start to know that. When you're intimate with someone, you already know what they're gonna do, right? Hey, good and bad. You know, if I just leave that there, there's gonna be a fight. Hey, yeah? And so sometimes we just do that. Obviously not young married people like you guys, you wouldn't do that. But you'd probably do that to your brother. No, just kidding. <laughs> you know that little thing, if, you, if, I just poop, if I just poke there, I know what's going to happen. And then we poke it and we run away. But the other side of that is when you know someone, you know what they already like. And you know what they already want. And you know how to go about it because you're so intimate with them and that relationship just grows and it grows and it grows and it grows because of the intimacy you have with them. That's a picture of wisdom. And we're gonna find out more about wisdom. And having wisdom without God is not wisdom at all. That's the wisdom of the world and that's not the wisdom that we're after. It's not the wisdom of taking shortcuts going down alleyways or taking what we think looks better than what we already know God has spoken to us about. That we would be committed to finding out what God says and that we would do what He says rather than what we think, even though at times, sometimes it might feel like I have to go further. I'm gonna have to put more energy into this. It's gonna be more of an effort, but if God said it and I'm growing my relationship with Him, then I'm gonna obey what He says. And in fact, that's what God's wisdom is talking all about. And do you know what? In this generation, in this world, in this time, we need a wise church that has a wisdom of God, that sees what God sees for our city, that sees what God sees for our family, that sees what God sees for your children, for your parents, for your boss, for your workers, that sees what God sees. And we come on board with that rather than just going back to Intermediate Steve.